Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. They're a really good team. Um, you know, they, they've shown they can play at a high level. Um, they're a playoff team. They got a really good quarterback on that side of the ball, um, some really good playmakers. So um, we got to understand that. And, and, you know, it's the biggest one on our schedule because it's the next one. And we're not changing anything that we're doing throughout the week um, other than traveling a day early. But in terms of preparation and, and game planning, like they have our entire focus. It's a, it's a really good team that's going to take uh, 60 minutes of football on Sunday. Bills quarterback Josh Allen on his opponent Sunday morning, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We go to Jacksonville. Mia O'Brien, the co-host of XL Primetime at 1010 XL in Jacksonville. And helmets and heels as well, joining us in the sports bar to talk about what's going on with those Jacksonville Jaguars, who you haven't seen really, Mia, since well, since they left for their own business trip in London uh, against the Falcons, where they get the win on Sunday. How much of an advantage do you think, or is it a disadvantage that they've been away from home uh, this long, Mia, that they're, they're still in London. Well, first and foremost, thanks to you guys for having me on. The uh, near the mere phrase of welcome to the sports bar, man, oh man, that has me ready to leave the office despite having another meeting at 4 o'clock. Um, but no, it, you also bring up a great point that I haven't seen this team in over a week. Um, we've kind of almost felt like it's a bye week around here as much as the team is preparing across the pond in London, and they've been there now since last Friday morning similar travel schedule for their first half of those back-to-back in London as the Bills are facing in their travel schedule today. And so I think that it absolutely, having studied abroad myself in London, it's absolutely an advantage because that that time difference is no joke. And so many players in the Jacksonville organization have talked about how in the years past when they've made the trip, that Friday morning when they get you off the plane directly to practice, it is the groggiest practice you'll have all year. And while certainly Saturday and by, by you know Saturday you have all day to get yourself acclimated, and by Sunday you're ready to go. I mean, it's not easy. It is not easy to turn around and be operating at max efficiency, which the hope is the Jaguars would be because they've been over there now for over a week. Yeah, it's it's also a decent team the Bills are going to be facing here, Jacksonville. And uh, this is a team that's been a problem for Buffalo, even like when Jacksonville wasn't a playoff team two years ago. Who can forget that exciting 9-6 win with <laughs> the Bills losing to Urban Meyer? And I remember on that day, it wasn't Buffalo's Josh Allen. It was, it was your Josh Allen having a big day. Tell us a little bit about uh, Jacksonville's Josh Allen and that defensive line and what kind of start they're off to, Mia? 
Yeah, I've had a really unique perspective with Josh because I arrived in Jacksonville around the same time he arrived here. We're also from the same neck of the woods in New Jersey. Um, Josh is a guy who obviously burst onto the scene his rookie year, 10 and a half sacks. If you want to say he was aided by the presence of Calais Campbell, Marcel Darius, Yannick Ngakwe, go for it. It's probably a reality. Um, the next year in 2020, he was hurt. 2021, when he had that massive game against Josh Allen, I believe that that accounted for, yes, Josh Allen against Josh Allen, of course. Um, I believe that accounted for about half of his sacks for the entire season. And so while he had that highlight reel game against the Bills, that was about it in 2021 from him. And so he entered 2022 last year with high expectations again, had a modest year, even if he went about six, seven games without a sack. He finished with not his career numbers, but still eight, nine sacks. There was still, though, more in the tank, if you ask Jaguar fans from Josh Allen, that they wanted to see. And Trent Bulky in the front office agreed because they haven't extended him. He is playing on the fifth-year option. This is a contract year. For the first time in four years, he is not the captain on this team, or at least the designated captain. I'm sure he'll serve a ga- as a game-day captain at some point. But he understands that this is a statement year for him, and while he doesn't want to talk about it, um, the reality is, is that if he doesn't produce consistently, the keyword being consistently, then he's probably not going to be here for the long haul. And when you have three sacks week one, no sacks week two, week three, three sacks again week four, now it's time to really put your money where your mouth is and see if he can produce back-to-back successful games. Mia, uh, Gene mentioned that the last time these two teams played, and it was the last win, I want to say, in Urban Meyer's tenure. The last win Urban Meyer has had as a coach was against the Buffalo Bills. I bring it up because Doug Peterson feels like an instant, immediate upgrade. We saw it last year, guiding the team to the playoffs. Talk a little bit about how the culture in Jacksonville has changed with the departure of Meyer and with the infusion of, of Doug Peterson. Yeah, you know, if you ask Urban, if they had just kept him around, that was a turning point. They were going to get this thing turned. Uh, I heard about it multiple times in his now year plus back on the Fox set, but I digress. Um, Doug is as professional as professional comes. Um, it has been, I can't even begin to describe the biggest breath of fresh air. And that's with all due respect to old friend alert, Doug Marone as well, um, who people enjoyed here in Jacksonville. But by the end of it, similar to Buffalo, I'm sure, uh, they were sick and tired of the George O'Leary stories and not really answering the question at hand. Um, And and so this has been a complete 180 where Doug Peterson, he tells you what he believes. He's not hiding anything. And even if he is, he's tongue-in-cheek about it to the point where you can read between the lines. Um, And I think this team, the reason they went on the run they did that last eight, nine-game stretch at the end of last year is because Doug was the same person. And that's something that every member of the locker room that I have spoken to has said. When they lost five games in a row, when they beat the Chargers by 20, when they lost to the Eagles in a hurricane, through that whole first 10-game stretch of the season, Doug was the same guy in the locker room afterwards. And he continued to reiterate when they lost five straight one-possession games, just keep pounding the rock. Like, just keep chipping away, chipping away. It is going to break eventually. And obviously, as we all know, uh, the dam opened up and swelled over in what was one of the most magical seasons in Duval's history. Mia O'Brien, 1010 XL, our guest here in the sports bar. Mia, there aren't too many quarterbacks in this league that could outduel Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen, but certainly Trevor Lawrence, I think, would fall into that category. What do you think Trevor needs to do, though, to get to that top echelon here? How would you kind of grade, or where is he at in his development here? Is he still on his rookie contract? Yes, he is still on his rookie contract, and it's only year three. 
He was obviously essentially a rookie again last year after the debacle that was the Urban Meyer campaign. Um, For me, I think Trevor is there. I think now it's a matter of everything coming together, which is weird to say when you literally brought back the same exact outfit from a season ago and added Calvin Ridley. Um, But what you're seeing is an offense that is still feeling a little bit clunky. They're dead last in red zone conversions. They're last in third down conversions this season. And part of that is I think they're trying to do too much and everybody's either trying to be a hero or mm, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn trying to get a head coaching job next year. Mm. And so it's just unfortunate because Trevor is ready. And I think a lot of the blame has been placed upon the offensive line. When in reality, you're seeing some receivers running wrong routes. You've seen tight ends miss important key blocks and give up sacks as well. And I think it's because everybody is so focused on, well, I got to make a big play. When in reality, this offense was at its best last year when everybody did their 1-8, their 1-9, or quite frankly, their 1-11 in terms of the skill players. And so I, I think it'll be very curious to see if after the successful first half, let's say, the second half obviously resulted in a win last week against the Falcons, if the Jags are able to take the next step, kind of push away all the, we need to be doing this, 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 and just play their game. And when they do that, and it looks like, like it did in training camp, it truly could become one of the greatest shows we've seen on turf. It's me, O'Brien, from 1010XL Jacksonville, the co-host of XL Primetime and Helmets and Heels, joining us in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia. You mentioned that win against the Falcons uh, in week four last week. They're in London. Uh, looking at their their two and two schedule, and everybody in the division is at two and two. A couple of questions for you here, Mia. One, is 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 the AFC South going to field two teams in the NFL postseason? Because it feels like it might. And what happened week three against the Texans? That's a game that I think a lot of people believed Jacksonville should come out on top, but it is a divisional opponent. It's wild um, because last year, remember when everyone thought the AFC West would be the greatest conference that we had ever, or the greatest division, excuse me, we had ever seen. um, And many people left the NFC East for dead. And then how many playoff teams came out of the NFC East a season ago, you could be seeing something similar in Jacksonville or excuse me, in a, in the AFC South. I think Houston has really surprised a lot of people. I think what the Colts are kind of doing may just be lightning in a bottle right now with all due respect to Anthony Richardson, um, whose quarterback trainer is actually sitting in our studio down the hallway mm-hmm. from me right now. Um, the, the reality is for me that the Colts still have a lot of questions. Um, their offensive line is decaying quicker than they'd like to admit. I don't think their wide receiver wide receiving core has a star yet. And I think you need a presence of that or a true running game to help Anthony Richardson. Houston though. I, I mean, I can't say enough about the job that Nico Ryan has done from what I have been told by Jaguar players. They kind of went into that one and said, it's okay. It's a get right game after the Chiefs. We're going to be fine. We're going to bounce back. And then as soon as they went down, it was, looking like they didn't even want to be there. And that's from guys that are in the locker room that were watching from the sideline. They said it looked like we didn't want to be there in the first half. And the special teams woes, I mean, it was just an avalanche and a snowball effect of everything that could possibly go wrong. Brandon McManus has been a top five kicker in the National Football League for a decade. The fact that he missed the kick and had another one blocked, and then not to mention the epic fullback kick return touchdown. I mean, that in and of itself was a 13, 20-point swing if you want to include the touchdown that it set up for the Texans. And so I just think that if there was ever a rock bottom to hit earlier and early in the season, it was that for the Jaguars team to wake them up and realize they can't rest on their laurels. Um, and the Titans, I really, just to wrap up the AFC South, haven't really gotten to see a whole lot of them. Um, but obviously, as we all know, the question is, they refuse to rebuild. They want to reload is the message from Mike Brabel still getting there despite perhaps the offensive struggles 
year in and year out. Mia O'Brien, 1010XL, Jacksonville, our guest. Now, Mia, here comes the uh, the stadium portion of the interview here. And if there's one fan base that I think can sympathize with kind of what's going on, in ja- it's up here in Western New York because yep. before we even got to the new stadium, Mia, for five years – Five years, the Bills exported a game up to Toronto. It was gross. And the analogy I always use was, well, it's it's like you're a married couple, but now we're separated and you're watching your wife go date some guy who has more money and has younger, better looks, everything. And, and it's like, you, you know where this could be headed. And well, luckily, a new owner came in and, and that was the end of that. So I guess question number one, and just to be clear with everybody, this is actually a Bills home game. We know this. So it's not a Jacksonville home game, but you do have vested interests over there. So how do fans in Jacksonville today view this threat or is it a threat of London? I think that the diehards here in Jacksonville have heard from owner Khan in the 10 plus years of his ownership enough to know it's not a threat. It is a viable avenue of revenue per shot. Now I say the word viable because there are plenty of fans that say is a winning team in Jacksonville, not viable enough to generate revenue here in the city of Jacksonville, um, which to which Shad says, yeah, but like, look at the mo- extra money we can make over there if they're winning here too. Um, so I don't think there's ever going to be, uh, they're, they're ever going to see eye to eye on the London front of it. I believe even when the Jacksonville stadium is approved in early 2024, which as of right now, um, mayor Donna Deegan and her team have been speaking with the Jaguars. Um, the negotiations haven't begun fully, but they have begun in earnest. The reality is if you don't have that team here, if you don't have the NFL in Jacksonville, you become Birmingham or Pensacola. Do you really want to become that? Um, I think you're naive if you do. And so they will be keeping the team here. It's just a matter of getting that stadium. I think where Jaguar fans are going to be even more upset is you get that brand new shiny stadium akin to what's going to be going up in Buffalo. And then you still are exporting a game each and every year. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with Shad's interest overseas. I could see a world where, because the Jaguar stadium is being renovated, they play two, God forbid, three games during the two-year renovation across the pond. But then the concession is they don't play over there for three to four years. And then they go back to playing every year and Jags fans will be outraged. But unfortunately, he's the owner. Um, and these are the same fans that are saying they want him to pay for the stadium here in Jacksonville in full. Um, so you'll never have it perfect, but at least you can have a team here um, and hopefully only lose a handful of games over a, a young fan generation as opposed to one to two each and every season. Mia, we also know that billionaires lie. They <laughs> lie all the time. So walk with me in a world where Jacksonville actually is one of four teams that now make up a European division of the NFL. I'm sure you've discussed it as a possibility because it is the NFL and they kind of do whatever they want whenever they want. Who are the other three teams in this scenario? You have uh, another London team and then you create expansion. You have two teams in, in Germany and two teams in London. Okay, that's interesting. No, we honestly don't talk about that, uh, to be quite <laughs> frank. And and I can say that as someone who, once upon a time as an Ithaca College student, made the terrible decision to tweet about the Jacksonville Jaguars moving to London, and their fans came for me in droves. Uh, I should have known then that I would end up going to work there five years later. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a topic that isn't even discussed, that's not up for discussion. Um, sure, you'll hear, you know, an old boy at the local bar for what it's worth, um, come up to you. We were at a show two weeks ago and 
I had some some elder gentleman come up to me and say it, and I just looked at him and said, "My God, my guy, that's my livelihood. I'm not answering that." Um, and all the intelligent people that I speak with at the stadium um, don't talk in those terms, and so I don't think we can really have that conversation until stadium negotiations were to fall apart, which obviously the hope is they won't. It, it was so complicated up here, Mia, and it, it was just kind of weird how really I thought there would be more public, like, wait, we're paying for all this? No, there wasn't. It was and credit to the Bills for doing this, but not to bore you with New York state politics, but you had the state, no, you had the county. Yeah, you had the state, you had the county. Um, is it, does, does the state of Florida get involved in this in any way, or is it just the city of Jacksonville? That's the problem is so for whatever the reason, the state of Florida cannot be involved because Jacksonville is basically comprised of Duval County, like all of Duval County is Jacksonville. And so because of that, it falls entirely on the on the city and the county payer, taxpayers, because I know up in Nashville as well, they were able to draw some funds within the state um, as a, in addition to the county. But unfortunately, in Jacksonville, that's not the way the cookie crumbles, which is why the Jacksonville Jaguars front brass, top brass, excuse me, has pitch this idea of renovation because it's the more cost efficient option as opposed to a whole new stadium. Although if you talk to some fans or my co-host here at 1010XL, they would tell you that the Jags should pay the extra $1 billion, build an entirely new stadium so they can continue playing in Jacksonville while the other stadium is being constructed. Mia, the one player that we uh, have failed to talk about, uh, you know, you discussed the return of Calvin Ridley. We talked about Trevor Lawrence. We talked about Josh Allen. I remember when he was uh, coming into the league in the draft, he was the apple of my eye. Oh, man, what what it would be like if the Bills would have drafted a playmaker named Travis Etienne out of Clemson. And there was Jacksonville getting Travis Etienne, and the dream ended. Now, I'm curious as to how he's viewed by Jacksonville fans, by, by Jaguars our fans and, and how he's how his season has gone up to this point uh, you know there are a lot of playmakers on that on that side of the ball etn to me is still one of those guys that god he's he's so frightening he could absolutely destroy you in one game yeah the crazy part is if not for the giants uh ill-fated selection of Kadarius tony the buffalo bills would have travis etn in their backfield right now because urban meyer uh was dead set on drafting Kadarius tony and when he couldn't, that's when they pivoted to, oh, we'll grab Trevor's friend and we'll go from there. Um, and I have been told by many sources that Travis probably goes to Buffalo if he doesn't go to Jacksonville. Um, so sorry to crush your hopes and dreams even more. <laughs> um, but no, Travis Etienne is a actor, obviously missing his rookie season due to the list Frank injury. Last year, I think what you saw, especially when James Robinson was still here in the first half of the season before he was traded to the Jets, you saw a guy who constantly wanted to hit the edge and hit that home run play as opposed to, hey, you're going to be an every down back, and this is the National Football League. You need to run in between the tackles. He made a concerted effort this offseason talking with running backs coach Bernie Parmalee as well as head coach Doug Peterson to not just hit the hole but run through the hole. I think you saw that the first three games of this season maybe got a little bit away from that against the Falcons because he did hit a home run, even if it wasn't a touchdown, in each of those three first games of the year. Um, And so it's something that I know in talking to the coaching staff, they're trying to really just hone in on his skills and ensure that that same electric athlete we saw at Clemson He exists in the National Football League even within tighter confines of zone blocking scheme and just bigger and faster offensive linemen. So, Mia, you mentioned you're a bomber there. Where is the line when it comes to Bill's country, would you say? Because right, it kind of gets blurred when you get to Syracuse. What what about when you kind of go to the southern tier a little bit? 
Um, so it's so funny you ask that because ask anybody in Jacksonville, I get so frustrated when I see some individuals I went to Ithaca College with suddenly claiming the bills. I'm like, meanwhile, circa 2011, when the bills were, I don't know, you guys tell me, uh, four <laughs> or five win yeah. team. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. None of you were talking about the bills. I know the two or three young men that I went to Ithaca College with who were massive diehard Bills fans. They lived and died with the Bills, and I respected the crap out of them. Um, but now all of a sudden, there's all these other Bills fans that have come out of the woodwork, which is a little bit disappointing. Um, so in my estimation, um, the Southern Tier, because I did work in Elmira briefly, I would say it's become more Bills territory, which is weird, um, because I feel like it was Jets territory then but obviously that was when mark sanchez and rex ryan were going to back-to-back afc championship games that was also when the jets were practicing in Cortland. so i'm not sure if that had an effect and obviously the bill's presence at st john fisher um but yeah no i mean i would say that's about the line the dividing line if you may since obviously i think albany's a little bit more buffalo excuse me a little bit more giant territory and ditto to the poughkeepsie area uh you definitely have some buffalo bills fans though in the ithaca Cortland, finger lakes region for sure and especially once you get to the north side of the Finger Lakes, and you get to the Genesees and et cetera, and Genesees and, and all the northern neighborhoods and towns. Yeah, I really loved our time together uh, here in the sports bar, and I want to make sure you have plenty of time to tell us and our audience a little bit about XL Primetime, the, the show that you're co host of. And Helmets and Heels is interesting as well. Tell us a little bit more about your work. Yeah, so Helmets and Heels is the first of its kind. It debuted in 2014, all female sports. Uh, radio show dedicated one night a, or one night a week, so Tuesdays six to eight p.m. Um, it was actually one of the big uh, proponents or one of the biggest proponents of it when its inception occurred back in 2014 was Jaguars owner Shad Khan, who really wanted to see the NFL market that showcased female talent. And my general manager Steve Griffin has done a tremendous job not only in the creation of that program but obviously elevating other women on other shows and in other positions of leadership here at the station um, which we are the flagship station of the Jacksonville Jaguars as well as the Florida Gators um, and you could catch me up Monday to Friday 12 to 3 on XL Primetime um, with former all-pro right tackle for the Jaguars Leon Searcy as well as um, one of the preeminent college football writers here in the southeast in Matt Hayes and then Joe Cowart who if you ever google PGA Tour highlights and they're the archived ones from PGA Tour Live. You have heard Joe Cowart before. So we have a lot of fun uh, Mondays to Fridays. And, of course, I'm also our Jags insider. So um, you can follow me at Mio O'Brien TV for the latest and greatest from Duval. Yeah, as uh, we'll all be getting up early uh, to watch this across the pond. Mia, this is great. Let's do this again sometime. Thanks for your time today. Absolutely. Great talking to you, boys. You got it. Mia O'Brien. 1010XL in Jacksonville joining us here in the sports. But yeah, I'm smashing that follow button right now for Mia. That's, uh, she's great. That was fantastic. And I now we know did. a little bit more about Jacksonville, what's going on there. Didn't know. Didn't know that that ETN pick came down to the, the Giants. Carterius, Tony. Yeah, to the Giants being the Giants. The Giants being dysfunctional, taking Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It, but think yeah. about that. That's, that's they could have had Justin Jefferson. You that's forget who about Jacksonville that. wanted. Jacksonville wanted Kadarius Tony. That's Urban Meyer just drafting like you were. You or I would. Yeah, just like I know more. I uh, yeah. Uh, that's a Gator. He's got to yeah. be good. Hey, right, let's get that guy. <laughs> the Bills would have had ETN. We weren't wrong. The Bills would have had ETN. Wow, the what ifs that could have happened. Oh, I know. No, but actually, that was the draft the Bills ended up with Greg Rousseau. Yeah. I think it all worked out just fine. It did.
It sure did, Gino. Uh, let's hope that Rousseau can... Well, he's in the news today for, unfortunately, missing practice again. Uh, that foot, is it foot or toe? It's a foot. A foot injury. Hope it's nothing serious, but he's uh, a DNP for the second straight day, which puts puts his availability for Sunday morning in question. Does that mean Von Miller gets the nod? We'll, we'll continue to discuss here in the sports bar. Take a break here and come back. We'll have some takes on tap. Yeah, it was in this time yesterday that uh, it's very rarely that we say things there on the show. And I'm not apologizing, but management pulled me in. Oh, like, you got, I, you got yeah, called to the principal's yeah, office. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, you really don't want to be doing that. Oh, so. Oh, how did, because management doesn't listen to our show. How how did that happen? I don't know. No? Oh, well, I do know, but I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. Oh, know. let me guess. Yeah. I bet you there was somebody, this is my favorite kind of, of listener, my favorite listener, and I'm being very sarcastic, is, hey, I just thought you should know. That guy. That guy. That guy. I just thought you should know, guy. What a hero. That well, it's what an just, absolute hero. Just not that guy. That just in life, you don't want to be that person, right? Yeah, like, hey, just so you know, yeah, just a hero. Wow, how magnanimous! All right, so Gino is going to tell us uh, about his getting pulled into the principal's office. Well, today. actually, that's that's all I'm going to say. Oh, uh, that's if, it. If you want, like, what did he say? Look, I'm not telling you, like, you know, go back. It's out there. That's the thing now with audio and the Odyssey app. You can go back and listen. It was about this time yesterday. Yeah, and you I, I labeled it, it uh, in the on the podcast. It's pretty simple to figure it out. When it's labeled Gene Dines in Filth, <laughs> you can probably check that out for free in the Odyssey app. That was hour two of yesterday's show. I didn't realize show. you labeled it yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, Gene Dines in Filth. Von Miller returns to practice. <laughs> that's, that's what you get with wow. the sports bar. A wide... Oh, we we paint with a broad brush here in the sports bar. <laughs> the depth and the breadth of the yes, sports bar. That's yeah. that's absolutely right. So we'll have some takes on tap next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia. I'll drink to that is on the way on the fan. Get ready to start the NFL week off tonight. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, all customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Bears and the Commanders. You'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E, so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York, refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call one 877 hope ny or text HOPE-NY 467-367. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 